Micah, beautiful. Thank you very much. Good morning. Oh, that's hot. Welcome to PCC, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out the Father God's love, transferring communion by the Holy Spirit. I personally am glad you're here. Team is glad you're here. Got a couple announcements for us. Um, First of all, today is Pledge Sunday, so hopefully you uh, have brought your pledges, and we'll be be passing the plate uh, later in the service, and you'll put the pledges in the plate, and I'll I'll bring them up here and pray over them. Um, What else is happening? Right after the service today, there will be a blood pressure clinic free of charge from Hogue. Um, make sure you go to the Fellowship Hall and get your blood pressure checked. What else is happening? I've got to slow down a little bit, I think. I'm going to invite my teammate up here, Reverend Sharon Jaeger-Lenner, and she will be giving our last announcement, but then stay tuned. I'll be saying stuff. You've been hearing Sunday after Sunday about our surviving the holidays, and I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew what that entailed. And for people who have had the loss of a loved one, holidays can be really, really difficult. You come up to Thanksgiving, and there's all your traditions, and who sits at what place at the table, and who carves the turkey, and who bakes the pie, and all of those things, and that person may not be there. And then you go into Christmas, and you have all of the traditions of Christmas, which are changed. And so we are offering this two-hour seminar on Wednesday on surviving the holidays, of giving you helpful suggestions, ways to deal with uh, grief and loss during a time when everybody else is celebrating. And so if you or anyone you know would like to be part of that and come and learn and be prepared for what is coming, it's 1030 Wednesday morning here We're having a little lunch afterwards, and I think it would be very, very helpful for anyone who is in this situation. So let me know if you want to be there, and we will look forward to seeing you. So, all right. Excellent. In in lieu of a meet and greet, yesterday was Veterans Day. and I thought it would be a, a neat way to start the service with a, maybe an open-eyed prayer of praise for our vets. So, um, and people can shout names over one another, but I'll start with uh, a name of a, of a vet that I'm extremely grateful to God for. That's my dad, Charles Griffiths. Please join me in a word of prayer, and you can leave your eyes open. God, we praise you for these names. We praise you for the people, the men and women who have served this country so that we might be free to worship you in spirit and in truth. And all God's people said, Amen. Would you stand with me for our call to worship, which comes from Psalm 70. And this is verse 4 from the... King James Version. 
Let all those who seek their who seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love as thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. Would you say that with me on three? One, two, three. Let God be magnified. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, singing, Now thank we all our God. when phones were on the wall. (laughs) Do you all remember the first family that had that really long phone cord? Mine was Brian Balunas. I remember going over his house and he had a long phone cord like this. Uh, The the wireless mic has been giving us trouble. Round of applause, please, for Phil. Uh, Yeah, Philip. It sounded weird. I called him Phil. I'm going to invite Carlina on... And she's going to get the long phone cord with the microphone. Well, good morning. Um, I'd like to, uh, Jason and I talked about this, I'd like to invite anyone up here to pray with us that has uh, packed the shoebox this season or plans to pack a shoebox. If you'd like to come up and join me, Kathy, and 
Anyone who wants to come up and, and we can pray together. So this morning, as you can see, we have um, quite a few shoeboxes here already that are, that are packed for this season. Uh, we'll be praying over those in a moment. Uh, we also have about 75 more shoeboxes that are already done in room five. So those, we'll keep those in, the, in your prayer this morning. Um, this afternoon, I have a church from Newport that's going to be dropping off 350 shoeboxes already. So um, we are off to a really, really good start. Um, so uh, uh, if you didn't bring your box in today, no, it's no problem. You can bring it in next Sunday, and it'll, it'll still get counted and, and processed and taken care of. Um, and we are also doing another packing party today after church after worship. So in the fellowship hall, you'll see all the tables set up. We have school supplies and toys. And so just, it's, it's an open invitation. If you want to come pack a shoebox, just go in the fellowship hall and we'll have everything set up and you can, you can pack a shoebox as well. Um, tomorrow starts what's known as National Collection Week. And that's when um, Operation Christmas Child, from Monday to a Monday, for eight days, um, we have about 5,000 locations nationwide, and PCC is one of them. And anyone and everyone who has packed a shoebox can drop them off um, here at church. And then we have our volunteers that will be putting the shoeboxes into cartons. And then the cartons will be driven by Dwayne and maybe my husband Rob um, up to another location in Huntington Beach. So last year, as a drop-off location, we did about 2,100 shoeboxes. So we'll see how it goes this year, but that's, it's, it's a busy week. So um, we're open mostly in the afternoon, so if you, anyone wants to just stop by, help out, just see what we do, you're more than welcome to, to come by and, and see what it's all about. A um, couple other things. Uh, we have some uh, prayer bookmarks. They're right on the table outside. This is just to remind you to keep Operation Christmas Child um, in your prayers this week. I mean, always, but this week especially. Um, pray for the, the shoeboxes themselves that they can, you know, make it to the destination. Pray for all the volunteers. Pray for our, our, our protection and safety. Um, it seems like, like during this week, uh, we kind of, I don't know, Satan is, is watching. <laughs> and he's just waiting to cause problems and um, disrupt. So keep us in your prayers, really, for protection and just that things go, go smoothly. Um, and finally, I just wanted to share a little quick story. I, I was shopping this week at the Dollar Tree for the, the packing party this week, and uh, I had a whole cart full of, you know, items. And the woman, there was a woman behind me, a total stranger. She said, oh, are you doing uh, care packages? And I said, no. I said, this is about Operation Christmas Child, and kind of explained to her, you know, what it was all about. And so I, I get to where I'm going to, you know, pay, and she whips out a $100 bill and gives it to the clerk and says, I want to put this towards her purchase. Total, total stranger. Her name was Maria. So um, we chatted afterwards, and of course I gave her information. I told her who I was and about our church and everything. So just wanted to share that, that that was a real, uh, was a real God moment mm-hmm. for me too, because it was total shock, but it just really uh, touched my heart. So anyway. All right, um, would you join me in prayer, please? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, 
We just thank you so much for making Operation Christmas Child possible again this year. And we are so blessed to be a part of it. We know all things are possible through you. And we just pray that the right shoebox is delivered to the specific child that needs it. Please bless these shoeboxes and please remove obstacles in their way. Help with customs and delivering shoeboxes to all the remote locations. We pray, Lord, that every shoebox is a gospel opportunity and that the children who receive them see how wonderful you are through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray that these children participate in the greatest journey, which is the lessons that um, they're taught to become your disciples. And we pray that the children that receive these shoeboxes share the good news of the gospel with their families, friends, and neighbors, and that churches might be planted in their communities. We ask you to bless everyone on both sides of these shoeboxes, from the children that receive them to all the volunteers that make it possible. Please bless churches like PCC that pack shoeboxes, and may our faith become even stronger by participating in Operation Christmas Child. Lord, we know these shoeboxes will bring joy to children in need and serve as an opportunity to share the greatest gift of all, eternal salvation through your Son. You've taught us that it is a blessing to give as well as to receive. Help us to truly feel this, knowing we're doing your kingdom work by making disciples of all nations. We thank you, Father, for this privilege of serving you. In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder if you could help keep a rhythm with us today. Could you clap along with me like this? Keep it going. One, two, three, four. Brilliance, the King of Glory, the King. 
guys are so good. Let's sing that chorus. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me.
to get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those Get shy on me, lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. And we do, we throw up our hands and we sing hallelujah. God has given us many guides to follow as Christians. We have the commandments and we have God's word in scripture. Just as the Israelites and all who followed God using the law of the Torah. God said, I will write it on their hearts. Yet, even though we truly know these directions, we do not always adhere to them. This is why we come to a time of confession every Sunday, to acknowledge these things, to acknowledge our failings, and to ask God's forgiveness, and to set ourselves on a path to do better. Would you join me now in our prayer of confession? God of all, we confess that we are all too human. We hear your directions for us, but we do not heed them. When we come to temptations, we are too easily overcome. We are sometimes jealous of others, desiring what they have. We covet. We give in to anger, 
forgive us. Fill us with renewed hope. Help us to grow stronger, enabled by your Holy Spirit to rise above pettiness, that we may participate in bringing your will here on earth. Amen. Our God has said, I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. The good news is this. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
Beautiful. That was beautiful. We are hopping into First Peter today. It's Stewardship Sunday, um, and we're looking at chapter 4, verses 1 through 10 in First Peter. Before we do that, I just want to remind you of a couple things, or maybe teach you a couple things if you don't know them already. But Jesus had two best friends when he was on the earth, and one of them was Peter. And one of them was John. Um, Peter was the oldest of the disciples and kind of the wisest, but also the most passionate. Does everybody remember the stories where him cutting off people's ears and stuff? Uh, when he writes this, he's this older, wiser fisherman. Picture somebody weathered by life. And he's writing to an early church that is being persecuted on a level that was not anticipated. Um, maybe the most persecuted Christian church ever. And so this is this wise fisherman's words to this new formed community followers of the way follower of Jesus the Christ in the midst of terrible and horrible circumstances so on that note I'm going to start with chapter 4 verse 1 since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh arm yourselves also with the same intention. For whoever, for whoever has suffered in the flesh has finished with sin. So as to live for the rest of your earthly life, no longer for human desires, but by the will of God. You have already spent enough time in doing what the Gentiles like to do. Living in licentiousness, passions, drunkenness, revels, carousing, and lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you no longer join them in the same excesses of dissipation. And so they blaspheme. But they will have to give an accounting to him who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was proclaimed even to the dead. So that though they had been judged in the flesh as everyone is judged, they might live in the spirit as God does. The end of all things is near. Therefore be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks, I'm going to go on and, and finish this. Um, That's where the sermon text ends, but I'll mention this. This is 11. Whoever speaks must do so as one who speaks 
who is as one speaking the very words of God, whoever serves must do that, do so with the strength that God supplies so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I've got a lot of things racing in my mind, and I pray that you would still that. I pray that you would preach um, clearly. And by your spirit, change us from the inside out. Through your words, through me, this morning. And all God's people said. Okay, Peter. Okay. He starts with, clothe yourself. That's what some translations say. My translation says arm. I think the Greek lends itself more to clothe yourself. Um, This is Peter's, you know, Paul has that language of arm, uh, clothe yourselves in the armor of God, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes for sharing the gospel, helmet of salvation, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is Peter's that. And he shortens it up and he says, put on the attitude of Christ. What does that mean? What does it mean to put on the attitude, clothe yourself, actually wrap yourself in the attitude of Christ? He expounds on it. It means clothe yourself in the attitude that Christ had as he brought the kingdom triumphant into the present as Lord of everything. He says, clothe yourself with the attitude of Christ and follow his example because as Christ was walking straight into the cross, he was killing sin and death. He was bringing an end to sin and death. And so as Peter is calling us as followers of Jesus, and he's originally calling these followers of Jesus that there are arrows. There are people killing other people who are claiming to be Christians. If you said, hey, I'm a Christian, they would kill you. Peter's saying to that crowd and to this crowd, put on the attitude of Christ. You are serving Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega. And the, the way that he was made into the Alpha Omega wasn't by conquering, but it was by suffering and dying. Hear me on this. Peter isn't call us to look to suffer. You hear that, right? He calls us 
to follow, to follow the suffering Savior. He's calling us to have the Holy Spirit transform moments where you feel like you are losing and you are suffering into moments of intimacy with the king of all suffering. This is pretty heavy for a stewardship Sunday. I just want to make note of that. (laughs) Right? He starts with some pretty deep theology. And then he says, another little deep, little, little deep pocket if you're looking for hope as the arrows are flying, if you're looking for comfort as the enemy seems to be winning and the world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, if you're looking for hope, look to the day where Christ's ultimate return will, will set the ship right. Notice we, we, we read this morning, um, from thence he shall come, the, you know, to, to judge the quick and the dead. Where have we heard that? A plus. Whoever got that, you get a free Miata. Uh, in heaven, because I don't have money for a Miata. I think we hear that and we're kind of struck how abrasive that is. But I need to ask you, PCC, step into the shoes of a persecuted church. Step into uh, the small community that honestly believes if this keeps up, there's going to be no Christians left. Step into the shoes of a community where they are seeing evil reign on a volume of 11. These are actually not words of harshness. They are actually words of justice. Have you ever felt like the enemy has won? Raise your hand. Have you ever felt, have you ever said to God, how are you allowing this to happen? Peter's saying nothing, nothing escapes God's view. This time that is seemingly victorious for the enemy, is an actuality if you pull back the veil on how God sees things, this is actually a time of teaching followers of Jesus how to utterly and completely rely upon the suffering's Savior. Uh, Theologians call that an eschatological ethic. 
When things are getting rough and where things are seemingly to crush you down, picture the victory. Picture the day that the lights will be flicked on and God will see and put everything in its place. So he goes, theology, a little eschatological, which means just end times, like telos, the end times. Ethics, like organize your, your ethic around the end rather than what's in front of you. And then he gives us charges. Just pause for a second. The audacity of Peter, right? This congregation, these, these early believers, they're getting crushed. And in the midst, he says, here's some comforting words. But here, here's some stuff to do about it. First amongst the, the, and he kicks that off with um, the theology and the eschatological ethics. In the midst of that, there's some identity stuff right there where he says, haven't you done enough sinning? My wife just went, <laughs> I'm getting there, honey. I just didn't want to miss that part because I think that's a key. There's, there's all these truths in here. Sorry if this goes a little long, but this is a deep and plentiful text with plenty of things for us to chew on. And a lot of these things, I'm going to be throwing out things and maybe we don't have time to cover them, but maybe I'll chew on them through the week and the Holy Spirit will just do some stuff and start, you know, one of the things that's said in there, haven't you done enough sinning? Haven't you messed up enough? Haven't you gone the wrong way enough? It's time to kick it into gear. And I would say that's a a message for us, PCC. It's a time to kick it into gear. It's time to get serious. It's time to get disciplined. And he says... There's some stuff you can do. What should you do? You should pray. Just like our strategy, just like we came up with as a session. The first and foremost thing, we should talk to God. Pray. Right? Amen? Okay, getting some interaction. That's good. Um, You should pray. What else should you do? You should love. You should love. Who should you love? Start with the person right next to you. That's what he says. It starts right here. Doesn't start with going out to the mall and trying to hug people. It goes, it starts with in this room, working through our stuff and loving each other. 
Loving each other as we have been loved by God. It's not rocket science. It's the same thing Jesus said. When he said to his 12 disciples, he said, you know what my mission plan is? You know how I'm supposed to? I think that's going to change the whole world for all of its earthly time. You 12 men love each other so much that the world can't ignore it. That's his apologetic. That's his reason for his faith. That's his game plan. A, B, and C. Love. What's the, uh, what's the next thing that we're supposed to do? We're supposed to pray. We're supposed to love. We're supposed to be hospitable. But not only that, without grumbling. We're supposed to be hospitable. What's hospitable mean? Welcoming the stranger. It doesn't mean welcoming your friends. That's covered in love. Welcoming the stranger. And then with it, it, Peter's reading our mail, right? Without grumbling. <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I'll be hospitable, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> you know? He says, without grumbling. And then he says in verses 10 and 11a, to exercise your gifts. In some translations, in my translation, it says, being good stewards of God's grace. thinking of how to put this. Have, have I ever mentioned the book, The Me I Want to Be? Terrible title. I love the book. And it keeps coming back to me. And it keeps coming back to me, and especially it applies to right here. Who, like, and the main thing, it's written by John Orprig, and the main thing he addresses in this book, the, the Me I Want to Be, is there's this understanding floating around in Christianity that God doesn't want us to have fun. God wants to change us into something we don't want to be. Yes, God does want to change us, and he does. He makes us new creations. But where Artbeck gets it right is God wants to change us into the me we're supposed to be, the me that I was designed to be. I'll just make it personal. I, walking into the Christian faith, was kind of under the understanding, end of Jason, now there's this new guy that loves to love people and do good things. And that's incorrect. It's actually the beginning of Jason, as God designed him to be. And the parts of Jason that love being Jason, that are of God. Oh, I started to raise my voice. Sorry, Lloyd. <laughs> I see you hear the passion coming up. I'm going to not yell. That's what you let loose. 
That's what you let loose on the world. That's what you say, release the Kraken and the Jeff that loves music, do it. Danny, the guy who loves out singing everyone in the room, do it, right? Susan, being kind to everybody who walks in, in front of her, do it. I think Peter's ending this section and he's saying, have you seen God do something through you? Yes or no? What are some things that you've seen God do through you? Like characteristics. Character traits. Like be kind or such. Ready? Love. Say again. Love. You guys both said love at the same time. A plus. Any... Service, right? Who feels more alive as they're serving? Because I give you the answer, everyone in here. Because <laughs> we were designed to serve one another, but that's another thing. We, Peter ends this section of Scripture saying, be stewards of God's grace, and by, by that I mean, let it flow. Let it flow straight through you. Don't get in its way. And then he ends, and the reason I added that, 11. The one flaw that if you walk through this text that can happen is if you start letting this stuff flow through you, all of a sudden you'll notice You'll start to raise ranks. People will start to like you and people will start to love you and people will start to give you accolades and you'll start to become popular. You'll start to become all these things because all this stuff is flowing through you and ultimately it's God that people are seeing, right? He says, pause for a second. As that starts happening, don't ever take the credit. Don't ever take the credit. One of my favorite things my, my dad ever said um, was my wife, this is back when we were dating. My wife, my wife was talking to my dad, and my dad, my wife says, How come Jason really doesn't care what people think of him? How come he can walk out of a house with that outfit on? <laughs> you know? And my dad said one of the best things I've ever heard him say. He said, I have no idea. (laughs) That was put there by God. I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. I think this thing's been filled with application. Does anybody need me to say any applications? Pray. Be hospitable to each other. Love one another. Exercise your gifts. Let them flow and give all the glory back to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I pray that it might be so. I pray that we would, those of us in this room that are going through persecution might draw comfort from the truth that nothing is hidden from your view and you will put everything right. 
I pray that those of us that are here that are, are having trouble loving each other, I pray that you would call us back to that truth of how much you have loved us. I pray that you would equip us as we pray for one another, as we be hospitable, as we welcome the stranger without grumbling, as we exercise our gifts and allow God, you, Holy Spirit, flow through us, have free reign, make us more into that which you've designed us to be, and may we always give you the glory, honor, and the praise And all God's people said, Amen. Please be seated. As we continue in worship, I'm going to call for our ushers, and um, they're going to receive both your tithes, offerings, and your pledges. Um, I figured we've, we've done enough calling up to the, the front of the, the sanctuary, and just a word about pledges. If you're, this is the first you're hearing of it, don't worry about it, but if you would love to prayerfully take one of these cards and talk to God about supporting this local outpost of God's kingdom, please do so. And this isn't the end all. Like, you can still give your pledges after this Sunday if you're not absolutely equipped and all that jazz. This is simply so um, 
our leadership team can plan for the next year, the upcoming year. And we'll receive tithes and offerings, and then I'll pray over the tithes and offerings and the pledges. Um, This morning's tithes, offerings, and pledges are now received.
Would you please just put your hands out? I'm going to pray over the tithes and offerings, and I'm going to pray over the pledges. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. I pray that you would use our resources, use our pledges to glorify your name, to join us together in a way that shows the world that you're real. Help us to love the way that you have loved us. And all God's people said, Would you please stand and sing the doxology with me? First Thessalonians 5 urges us, saying, Brothers and sisters, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strives to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances, for that is God's will for you, for each one of us, in Christ Jesus. In our prayer this morning, let us rejoice, and let us pray, and let us give thanks. Please pray with me. Holy, merciful, and gracious God, we do rejoice this morning. We rejoice for today, for this is the day that you have made. We rejoice that you chose each one of us before the world began. We rejoice that you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And yet you care so deeply and intimately for us all. We thank you, Lord, for the million ways you show us every day how much you love us. For the breath in our lungs, for your protection and provision over each one of us. Thank you, Father. Never let us forget our gratitude or take for granted your provision. Lord, we pray for a world in desperate need of a fresh touch from your Holy Spirit. We need only turn on the news for a few minutes to hear of wars, destruction, invasions, famine, natural disasters, and man-made tragedies. We pray for protection for innocent civilians in Ukraine, Palestine, and Israel. 
We pray that the forces of evil be stopped in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would hold back any nations or powers that would advantage themselves in these situations in the name of Jesus. Protect us all. We pray, Father, for these shoeboxes here today and all those being collected to travel the world and end up in the hands of the very child you've meant each one for. May their path be easy. Dismantle any blocks to the shoeboxes getting to their destinations. And may the love and salvation of Jesus Christ permeate into the farthest reaches of our world. Father, we pray for our veterans and those currently serving in the armed services. We pray for each one, that they would feel our gratitude for their sacrificial service. Protect them and surround them with a fresh touch from your Holy Spirit today. We are deeply, deeply grateful for the freedoms we enjoy, these freedoms that come at great cost. We pray, too, for your hand of comfort on the families who have lost service members. Be with each one. Lord Jesus, we pray for our church, for Pastor Jason, Pastor Sharon, our elders, deacons, staff, and volunteers that give so much to this local outpost of your kingdom. We pray for your discernment and healing as we move toward your vision and purpose for PCC. As we accept the pledges for Stewardship Sunday, may they glorify you and your mission here in Costa Mesa. Bless the members that have made their pledges and give wisdom to our elders as they plan for next year. Surprise us, O Lord, and delight us with your designs for our church. Father God, we thank you for each person to our right and to our left, in front of us and behind us. We continue praying for healing for Bev, Buzz, Keith, Dusty, Kevin, Jim, Pat, Lou, Patty, Steve, and Terry. May each one feel your presence, guidance, and healing touch. With joy in our hearts, thank you that we can unite with believers everywhere, praying as you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand if you are able and join in our final hymn, All for Jesus.
is the whisper version. <laughs> it's good to dust those off, right? I guess we, the lyrics were amazing, right? You kind of need a hymnal right there, though. That last little all for Jesus real quick. Uh, but all for Jesus, right? I know that as we enter Thanksgiving season, we're going to have some people peeling off. Are, are there anybody leaving town for, till after Thanksgiving this week? I know, I know. There's people who peel off early. I'm just saying. Everybody's looking at me angry. No, he doesn't know what date it is. I know what date it is. Sometimes I don't, but right now I do. Anywho, I guess we don't have anybody peeling off yet. That's good. Uh, make sure you get your blood pressure checked, Juliana. So glad you're here. Um, and make sure you sign up for uh, that seminar on Wednesday. Missing... Missing folk on Christmas, right? No, holidays, surviving the holidays. Um, but for now, receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, the shalom, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.